Welcome to TNT with Teresa Quinlan and Reese Thomas. We are friends from across the pond on a life evolution. We want to bring you topics that challenge your status quo, guests that help you think differently, and nuggets of wisdom that spark being. Being what? You. Authentic you. Welcome everybody to another episode of TNT Exploding the Status Quo. Today we are joined by a wonderful guest, Barbara Vercruz. She is a, a certified master life coach, business coach, public speaker, author. She's about to release, uh, I don't know what number book it is, but there's at least a few there I've already I've seen you've done, um, uh, entitled The Path of Powerful Kindness, which we will come back to. She has over 25 years experience as an entrepreneur, consultant, mentor, coach, and she has also had the, the experience of becoming resilient with grace over overcoming multiple challenges, not least of all surviving stage four cancer, which I know is a hugely important motivating factor and, and something that a lot of people are uh, follow you for, for, for that kind of um, inspiration. There is a, a whole plethora of uh, accolades and achievements and things we can go through here. I'm going to just share them in, this, in, the, in the show notes at the end. Uh, we're all kind of desperate to dive into this topic. So I think we really just wanted to know, where, do you, where does this passion for kindness come? And, and how does that relate to you fulfilling your, your legacy? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's a joy and a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, my passion for kindness... Um, that well, started, you could say, as a child. I think I was my first recollections was uh, when I was six or seven. People would start saying to me, "Barbara, you're too kind. Barbara, don't do that. You're too kind. You're too kind for this world. You will be, you know, like you have to be careful." And that was something that I could never understand. What does that mean, being too kind? What, and I had something like, what place did I end up in? What kind of world? How do you do that, be less kind? So that's where it started, like feeling as a child, arriving in a world that there's many things that, that you don't understand. But as many of us, that childhood, you could say, we're, we're like more, we have that innocence and that purity. And while we're going, you know, through the educational system, we go to school, we become teenagers, we're like molded, molded into the agreements of this world, mm -hmm. into the beliefs, into, we, we're getting a little more programmed. So went to high school, college, um, married and started a construction business. Um, just because I wanted to be a business owner. I'm very driven and passionate. And I grew up um, in a construction business. My parents had a construction business. So um, it was kind of a life based on unconscious choices. I did the things that I thought other people did. Mm -hmm. I did the things that I thought that a good person did. So um, at the age of 32, I was running the construction business since five years, um, married since five years, and the mom of uh, three young children, and my youngest was um, eight weeks old at that time when I was diagnosed with a stage four skin cancer. 
as you can imagine, was um, an extreme shock. It was so shocking that I didn't believe it. You know, like the first weeks mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they mistook something mm -hmm. that uh, cannot be true. I was not ill. I had a black spot on my knee since years, you know, like I think since childhood, um, which had like mutated and um, apparently, you know, um, I had surgeries and there was metastasis in my lymph nodes. So I had to be taken away on my right, right leg or my lymph nodes and I had a year of chemotherapy. So that um, first, especially the first nights in hospital, you're staring at the ceiling and you're asking yourself, okay, what is going on here? And first I had to overcome, you could say, um, the, the missing of the children. When you're a young mom, you, um, I, I, I had never in those four years, we had three children in four years, been without kids, you could say. In those, and there you are in the hospital bed on your own, nobody around you. And you know, when you have young family, there's always noise, there's always people. And I had like some tears rolling down thinking, oh my God, I miss my babies. But very quickly, I made like a mind shift and I asked myself, okay, are those kids unhappy right now? Are they in a bad place? And the answer was no. They were my, with my parents and parents-in-law and they were surrounded with love. So for them, it felt like a vacation. Mm -hmm. So they had no clue what was going on. I told myself, okay, Barbara, the kids are perfect where they are. And what is it that you can do right now for yourself to help yourself? And I knew there was one thing that I had control over and that was my, my thoughts. I decided to not focus on one single negative thought. They told me I practically had six more months to live. So if I would have started focusing on that, on that negativity, I knew if I do that, I weaken myself. Mm -hmm. So to help myself, I'm going to stay positive. And even if this would be my six last months, I will not have them in misery. I want to spend them in joy. Fortunately, I did survive. But that was the first thing that was very clear to me. You know, like that power we have within ourselves to choose what we focus on. And the second thing from the surviving cancer or being in that hospital bed so many weeks and months, you make like a kind of testament. You think, okay, I'm 32 right now. If I would die right now, would I be happy about my legacy? And the answer was no. And then I promised myself, if I survive this, if I get a second chance, I will take it with both hands and leave a positive legacy. But that's not something that happens overnight because when I recovered, I still had my construction business. I was still surrounded, you could say, by people who are traditionally programmed, people who think that that's how life looks like. 
And I started like a journey of self-discovery. I started reading books on self-development. I went to retreats, conferences. Um, I started following coaching certification courses, all while having my construction business because I could not like close down. We had huge investments. I could not close down and, and, and just, you know, say I start over. But um, uh, 2003 was the cancer and around 2000, I think 13, 14, I started having a coaching practice um, as, a side, um, as a side job. But for some reason there was fear to let go of the construction business. It was kind of also my baby. And I wanted to end it beautifully. I wanted to control how I ended it. Hmm. But as you know, life sometimes, you know, <laughs> have some surprises and um, we have very little control um, over our circumstances. And in 2016, I was betrayed by two of my employees and almost went bankrupt. One day we got a call from the bank and they wanted to sell our uh, private house, which is our dream house. You know, that was so threatening. We could end up homeless. Um, being in bed and, you know, like staring at the ceiling and having my uh, conversation with God, you could say, and say like, seriously, I survived the stage four cancer to end up here. Like, what's the lesson? What, what is it that I cannot see? What if we become homeless? I, I, I'm a failure. I failed. And I, I got this deep realization. It was as if something was talking to me saying, Barbara, whether you're, big, you're living in that beautiful house or whether you're homeless, you are a worthy human being. I was so attached to the house, mm -hmm. to the car, to the title, and it's a, a lesson in letting go. And I have to say, we were very fortunate. We had a settlement with a bank. We're still living in our house. Um, but 2016, I was 46 years old. And we were forced to stop the construction business. And then I had to reinvent myself. I got an offer from uh, BMW to work with them. So I was very grateful for that. And since then I have, you know, like been building my business and I'm building, you could say every day, my legacy, my most important message, because it's not about me. It's about the message. Kindness is not weakness. Every human being, you are worthy. The journey that you have been on, mm -hmm. Reese has heard me say many times the pebble brick boulder analogy of you had a pebble moment of an I desire. I desire for mm -hmm. this to be my life. And then fear sneaks in yes. and sort of derails you from that path. Mm -hmm. We allow it to derail us from our path. And then the brick experience could essentially have been the betrayal and the almost loss of your business. Mm -hmm which in essence is another message from the universe of, look, if you're not going to go after your desire, yes. take away what's <laughs> Absolutely. holding you back. We'll take away we're what's so, holding you back. You're so stubborn. Yes, uh, totally, right? Which then means here comes the boulder, right? Until yes. you pay attention, mm -hmm. it seems like life 
will continue to send bigger and bigger things to alert you to what is important. Absolutely. And some of the things that it can send you are actually physical illnesses as ways of helping us to pay attention to your yes. out of alignment. So I'm curious, since stepping into your alignment, how your health has been. Perfect. I have no issues, nothing. You have to know that even when I was diagnosed with, with the cancer, I, I was so shocked because I never think about illnesses. Mm. I never think about, I, I think about health. And I, what I did see was my lack of appreciation for my own body. Mm. I would work too hard with three little babies. And um, that kind of reverence, you could say, for life, but also for my own life. Mm. And since then, I'm very much about balance. I'm far from perfect. I, um, I do have, you know, like <laughs> with eating, I, I'm, I'm, I eat healthy, but I'm not like an, a fanatic. I'm, 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 um, I like the chocolate. I love, like the coffee. I, I'm, 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 I'm not fanatic. Um, I have periods where I have had more exercise than I have now. Um, so it's um, most important thing is you could say feeling that inner, inner balance. Um, mm -hmm. My sleep is very important for me. I sleep um, at minimum seven to eight hours. I know that's even... Um, I just read a few books from uh, yogis in the Himalayas and they don't need sleep. So I, sometimes I wonder how, how, um, how conditioned we are to, they have different lives and they have different powers, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I want to go back to your story. Uh, particularly loved hearing the part about you um, that kind of awakening road to Damascus moment in the hospital bed, deciding to choose positivity mm -hmm. uh, and also to choose kindness. So I'm wondering, does that imply that before you didn't always look at things in a positive thing and, and there wasn't no. always kind of there? Was there something that... No, I have always been... The big change was, um, you could say I was the kind of people pleaser mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's a kindness based on fear mm -hmm. because you, you are, you fear not to be liked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I had an issue with setting boundaries when people would, I, I was, I was that person that was too kind. So you could say my kindness was not balanced. That's what my book is about. That's why it's called the path of powerful kindness. And I had almost to turn 50 I'm 51 now to see the two, like the yin and the yang, the power in the kindness. You can be kind. Let's say you get a rude comment from someone. Someone is really rude to you. Before I would have been, you could say, I would be silent, maybe smile, take a step back. It was more niceness. Mm -hmm. Now I could uh, speak up for myself, but in a calm and detached way. 
And I think that's the power in kindness because you are not, you could say, swept away by emotions where the rude person is swept away by his anger, his aggression, and is not in balance. So if you stay outside those words, which is an exer- a training, it's really a training, not to take things personally, is a training. You stay outside it, you stay centered, but it's not like you, it's not eye for an eye, it's not like you are going to be rude or yell. At the contrary, you can even see where that uh, behavior comes from. You can see maybe it's ego-driven, it's old wounds, it's, and in staying outside it and, and, and having that, seeing through that, you can go into compassion. And kindness for me is always that moment, sometimes it's unexpected, mm-hmm. that someone else doesn't expect you to be the bigger person and that your light, they are so accustomed to darkness mm-hmm. that if you are there with the smile and the light, that you ignite something. And I think that's magical. As a human being, even with a simple smile, you're in a grocery store and maybe that person is looking more like a homeless person, doesn't get any attention ever. And you're just, you know, like uh, standing, you're queuing up and you just smile, a genuine smile. You don't expect, it's just an expression of who you are. Where before maybe my, my kindness or niceness was based on I'm kind so you have to be kind back to me Mm -hmm. i'm kind as an expression of who i am if you are not kind i have no control over how you react to things i can only give but i give because i am overflowing i'm not giving um if you give from that source you don't get exhausted right so I want to come back to the feedback you received when you were younger and that yes. you were too kind. And I think it's yes. really, so mentioning that and connecting that to right now, your invitation to when people give mm-hmm. you something to mm-hmm. be able to be outside of it, to look at it with this objectivity mm-hmm. and be yes. able to consider it with a curiosity in mm-hmm. what might it mean to be too kind and be able to explore within ourselves where it might be coming from that from their perspective, it looks like it's too much or maybe unbalanced. And we could probably all think of a moment in our life when someone said, you're a bit too much of something. Yes. And then <laughs> Yes, offensive, or or maybe we got like uh, avoidant of it, didn't want to look at it, didn't like we felt shameful for it. We can have all of these sort of toxic uh, Mm -hmm. reactions or relationships to it. So that ability to come outside of it a little bit and look at it from that perspective of am I in balance or are they noticing something where I might be out of balance can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. So in our execution of kindness of coming from a space of unconditional kindness mm-hmm. yes love. absolutely the mm-hmm. name of your book the path to uh, the path of powerful kindness path implies mm-hmm. we, we may start somewhere maybe yes. 
Yes. And so are, yes. can you describe a little bit about um, what this book has as well, offering for us when we yes. consider our kindness path? Well, if the path of powerful kindness first looks at where we're starting with humanity, with the world. How did we end up in a world where you um, have to be, you know, um, you, they're like two kinds of people. They're those two kind, two nice people who often are in like the spiritual realm. They are like on their cloud and all is well. And it's like a kind of not so grounded positivity. That's then you have the people who are in business and think that if you're too kind, you cannot have a business. You, if you want to climb that corporate ladder, you have to be rough and tough and competitive. Um, and those two kinds of people stay far away from each other because the ones don't want to have to make something to do with the rough ones and the rough ones just like mocking those um, two kind ones. And um, I want to bring those two poles, you could say, where we could take the power and the roughness more as a male energy, the kindness and the softness as a female energy together. Because not, both are imbalanced. So we have to go, um, and especially if we look into leadership, where everything is around power, is um, very much based on short-term and greed and how we glorify that. I want to be that voice, maybe, you know, like that voice saying, whoa, <laughs> there's another path, there's a middle path. You don't have to be the one, you don't have to be the other. We can go because I've been running a business for more than 25 years, so I know you have to be grounded, you have to be centered, you have to stand up for yourself, but you can do that in an ethical and in a kind way with grace. And we all have our own style of grace, um, but it's about not forgetting, I think, how sacred our life is, how sacred a human encounter is, how sacred we are and bringing that back into, um, but in a grounded way. So that's my starting point. So most people are in one of the two imbalanced. So bringing back power into kindness and kindness into power. And then see um, how we are very often, um, how we live in a system where we have very few say attention it's coming it's coming on how could you say that emotional intelligence that emotional resilience that um now we we, we very much uh, applaud immature behavior people who are yelling people who want quick success people who just want success for success um without having a, you could say a context. The, the paradigm for success now I think is outdated and is very harmful. 
for humanity, for the planet. So making a short analysis, like why? Why do we glorify people who, who destroy things, who, who, um, who have that kind of behavior? And then see how those people wear a mask, you know, like those people had, think that they have no choice, but behave like that to be in that position. So taking away masks, you know, like then we take away. First we see the, the behavior, then we take away masks. And we see the illusion of what we have thought life was, a ladder to climb, uh, possessions to accumulate. That's not life. We're born to blossom. We're born to radiate, to just, you know, like be who we are. If you're a baker, bake, bake with love and passion. And there's no hierarchy. If you're a passionate baker or a passionate entrepreneur or a passionate doctor, you know, like just throw away that there's a hierarchy. In nature, we don't say that uh, an oak tree is more than a birch or, or a rose is more than a tulip. We, it's just um, who you know, like a blossom in who you are. Absolutely. Um, okay, so people who don't know, Barbara produces some amazing content on a regular, regular basis um, on LinkedIn. She, one of the things you can see in the background here, she loves her books. Yes. I can see there's a, a statue of a Beethoven, I think, and you've talked yes. about books about yogis, all this kind of stuff. So I wanted to ask you about your School of Wisdom, because I read about it in your in your um, yes. in your bio. That's my well, online uh, platform. Can you tell us a School bit more of... about that, what that is, and, and how that came to be? Uh, yes. So I had um, I had many dreams, <laughs> and I like to act on my dreams. I, I'm, I like to take action. I think that's typical for people who are entrepreneur, business owner. You dream, uh, but you also act on your dreams. So um, in uh, my school of wisdom, my big, you could say, my big dream is that people would experience the same kind of opening or awakening as I had. So I created a course which um, is called The Journey, where I take people in 30 videos with a textbook and a workbook, you could say, by the hand, from where they are now, making them very aware um, which choices brought them in that place where they are, and then discover with them where do they want to go, um, which beliefs shape them, and then take them, you could say, take them to that place that they, they start to open up and, and, and start radiating. Um, that's, that's the course, um, the journey in uh, Barbara's School of Wisdom. I also created some physical products, which are guidance cards and um, inspiration cards. That's on my web shop. That's Barbara's Empire of Love. Um, I, I, you could say it's like a childhood dream, those names, you know, Barbara's Empire of Love. I'm building um, <laughs> people would, you know, like uh, mock me or laugh at me when I was a child, you know, like your love and peace and love and kindness. Uh, well, yes. That's who I am, and and I have learned to be that on a, how do you say it? unapologetically? Yeah. That's a difficult word. So um, and no longer 
be, you could say, afraid to speak up. Yes, that's me. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's so important for us to come to that acceptance level of understanding our intrinsic nature and honoring yes. that, right? Yes. And yes. sometimes Absolutely. we feel that when we're in conflict with it, sometimes it's because of that tug of war with what the extrinsic world is asking yes. of us or what yes. the extrinsic world is comfortable with. Mm -hmm. As we are in the world, the extrinsic is sometimes uncomfortable with how we show up. I mean, we have a friend Brown who calls it our weirding. And, you know, she's promoting this, be who you are, be your weird. And if other people yes. are uncomfortable with that, I guess just kind of too bad for them. When they yes. arrive in their space of comfort in themselves, then they'll learn how to the, sort of humans first look at the world and say, yes. oh, you're a human being. I'm a human being. Yes. We are wonderful in our uniqueness. So thank you so much for sharing so much about the actual work that you're doing that people can access and mm -hmm. um, be able to enter into their own exploration of their powerful kindness, uh, mm -hmm. their authenticity, and what they're passionate about. I wonder if you could give our listeners, because one of the things we like to do on TNT is really sort of explore, how can I start doing differently, thinking mm -hmm. differently, being mm -hmm. differently? I mean, there's three sort of levels. We yes. can look at the intellectual, yes. the emotional, and then the instinctual, yes. really. Mm -hmm. And so when you're working with people, what might mm -hmm. be that golden nugget that you share with them or offer them as as the thing I think you can start doing yes. differently to impact taking their path. I think there are like a few crucial things as people when they start, when they're at the beginning of the journey. That's first of all, see who am I surrounded with? Who are the people that I surround myself with? What is it that I focus on in my life? My thoughts, you know, like keeping... Um, when I work with people in the beginning, I advise them at night to write down their predominant thoughts. Were they positive, negative? So they become aware of their thoughts. In becoming aware, you become aware that you can focus on the ones because we, we all, it's not that I have never negative thoughts. I have them. Only I have learned to, um, to let them go. And I have learned in raising that awareness, it's I can see even when I get a little overworked, how self that that for me, that's my trigger. When I begin doubting myself, I'm like, oh, oh, I must be stressed. I must be having too much on my plate. Um, so that's what do you focus on in your life? It's that gratitude, positivity, becoming aware of that. What do I fill my mind with? Are you watching drama, um, negative news, um, knowing that it has an effect? What do I fill my body with? That has an effect. So these are really basics, you could say. What do I fill my body, my mind, my surroundings, even the space that I live in? And in raising that awareness, knowing that you have the choice. And yeah. it can be little things. And I have learned as a people pleaser um, or a recovering or an ex-people pleaser, you are allowed to not pick up the phone. 
You are allowed to say no to someone and still be a good person. You are allowed because it's a form of self-respect. So not doing that is a form of self-abuse. It took me some time to, but once I saw that, it was crucial for me. It's a form of self-respect that I don't pick up every phone call um, when I'm not feeling like picking up, when I first have to recharge my batteries. Is that related to um, deciding to have, what did you call it? A reverence for your own life. Yes, absolutely. And once you decided on that, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, when I say decided, it does seem intellectual. No, no, no. And I'm, it's a process. Everything, what I'm talking here, I'm 51. It's almost 20 years ago. So it's, it's a process. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like you expand. Sometimes you shrink a little, but you never shrink back to where you were. Yeah. But it's, it's a process. And it's with hurdles. It's with tears. It's with ups and downs. And the beautiful thing is, once you are, you could say, open, mm-hmm. all you want to do is serve others. Uh, you're not, you know, like my own journey, that, that's okay. But it's like, it's not on your mind anymore. It's uh, what you want to do is to just um, be that voice of, of that possibility. It is there. You don't have to be a victim of your circumstance. You, you don't have to be powerless in life. You can be powerful. So in that, um, you could say um, bringing, uh, bringing that light into others' lives. Mm. once you found it within yourself you know like that's a whole journey it can take years it can take um you know like discovering that light that the diamond is within you but once you, you you're like whoa look you can have that too you can do that too now Reese this is this is your sweet spot what we're <laughs> about right now is totally your sweet spot so so before we bring the conversation into our rapid fire q and A, I I just uh-huh. want like, what are you thinking and feeling about right right now Reese? Uh, well, I'm just reminded of the my own experience of going on that personal development journey and the the words that you know like you said once you start on that path however that path may unfold for you some people might be on a, a services bliss path. Some people mm-hmm. might be just on a, you know, make the best business, be the best entrepreneur, mm-hmm. be the most successful. It doesn't matter what your motivation is. I think as long as you're having that um, guiding light in you. But like once you see it, once you take a step on that path, once you begin down that journey, no matter what else is coming to you, no matter what else is offered to you or tempting you to maybe go back to something else, it's almost impossible. I'm not saying it's yes. no one does no, it. It's, it's almost impossible to step back, isn't it? It is. And you just have to be prepared to lose people. You lose people on the way. But you'll gain people. And, and, and you gain, oh yes, absolutely. You gain more people. Um, but that was tough for me. That was very tough for me um, because I would take it on me. You know, like, oh my God. Um, so I, it's just like, be prepared. yeah, th- there's a fearlessness in it, a, cra- a bravery in, in, yes. in just, um, 
in just going for it and and um yeah and with with that courage bravery also comes a certain amount of grace because we know we have to meet ourselves in kindness to be able to step like continue oh, yes. to step forward we yes. have to be kind to ourselves not yes not be someone who adds additional pressure of you must oh, no. you must <laughs> no, no 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 we need to be clear on that. Excellent. Barbara, it's been so wonderful to hear of your experience and your practices and the work that you're doing. Um, people are going to want to get in touch with you. And we know we've got your website, which is aptly named startthelifeofyourdreams.com, which is amazing. What's the best way for people to find out more about you? I think um, the most, the easiest way is just to connect through LinkedIn. Um, I'm very approachable there and um, you can find lots of information and all the links um, to my other social uh, platforms. So uh, that would be the easiest yes, way. Including Facebook and Instagram. And you also have yes. a YouTube channel. Is that where you populate most of your content? Uh, well, I, I no, my YouTube channel is recent. Um, I started mostly on Facebook like five, six years ago with Facebook Lives, which went, you know, like really very, very uh, popular because it was just me taking my phone and talking. So um, I'm, um, that was like my, 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 the start of my public journey um, in, in um, inspiring people to, to make them feel loved and worthy and appreciate and just telling them like i'm here i hear you yeah. i know i've been there it's okay you know just that voice it was some i sometimes i would say to my husband you know sometimes i think even if i would say blah 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 they would hear the love in my voice and i would say oh barbara's there we're happy um it's it's yeah. about your vibe you know like what yeah. what you who you are it's not about the content. Yes, of course, the content, we're humans and that's how we talk. But most of it is, is in who, who you are. It's in the being first, in the being. And I think that sometimes people miss that, that step they want to have, <laughs> they want to have and to do. Um, but mm. it's in the being first. Mm. Amen to that. Agree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you so much again, Barbara, for that. And we Thank are you. now at the part of our show. Okay. Aptly named the rapid fire Q and A. Not so mm -hmm. aptly because it's never really that rapid. <laughs> we have five questions that we would love to hear your responses and thoughts to. Are you ready? I am. Number one. What emotion catches you off guard most often? Arrogance. And what do you do to regulate that emotion in the moment? It's um, breathing, stepping back and breathing. Just, um, you know, like getting back into myself again and not into, um, because I'm a very, uh, I love things uh, for justice and things to be um and 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 it feels like very unjust if someone is very arrogant so for me um it's stepping outside the words getting in me and breathing catch my breath and then know okay it's a reflection of that person i just want to take a small little tangent because how powerful we often hear 
breathe, everyone. <laughs> just yeah. take a breath. And in reading Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, when he arrived at the ashram, he tells a story of watching a very young boy teaching a class to new students. Yes. And the, he asked the guide who was showing him around, like, what is happening here? And he says, oh, these are new students and they're all in a class around breathing. And he's like, breathing, don't we all know how to breathe? He's like, no, turns out we don't know all, <laughs> we don't all know how to breathe. Mm -hmm. And in connecting with the self, what's necessary is noticing every time you disconnect from yourself, your breathing shifts. So if you yes. can have a powerful practice around noticing your breath, then you can always bring yourself back to your true nature Yes. When the world tries to pull you away from it. And I just thought, yes. oh my God, it's a beautiful story. And what a powerful lesson for us to take the time to pay attention and use that yes. breath. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Question three, what's next in your personal evolution? That's a good one. You, you mean like in the inner journey on like the professional Whatever your personal evolution. Yes, when it's inner, I, I, I have to share something very personal. I had a, a, a kind of dream um, last night and I, there was so much love. I had like, I woke up in bliss. And I was like, oh my God. So, so um, becoming more aware even, you could sh just say, expand more and you know like just the let the expansion continue and always focus on the humility now like the reverence and the humility expand but really going into um going into thank you mm. <sighs> okay number four yeah your best friend is having a meltdown. What's your response? Um, I like to just sit next to the person and just go over the back. I don't talk too much. I listen. And I think it's important when people, they just have to get it out of their system. And I think um, like both of you, we are trained in not taking it into our system. Just let it out. And just be there, be there with um, a huge amount of love and understanding. And it's okay. And it's something we all have. We're human. We're allowed to have a meltdown. Um, let it out. Do not dwell in it, but just let it out. And then um, let's have a tea. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like let's, let's watch something and just be... Um, and always like repeating, I am here. Mm -hmm. I am here. Powerful. Last question. In this moment, what are you most grateful or hopeful for? I'm most grateful for, you could say, having had those, those huge challenges. Um, it's, um, you could say it's through the wound it's Rumi who said that, that enters the light. So without those challenges, I might have turned out to more a, you could say, narrow-minded business owner who was very much interested in, in material possessions and a bigger house and a bigger car. And um, 
but that's not who I am. Absolutely not. It's what um, a part of, you know, like conditioning mm -hmm. would have been possible made of me. And it was having had those punches, you could say, that made me wake up like, whoa, whoa. Um, and I think for everybody who's going through hard time, it's always looking, what's the blessing? What's the blessing in here? Really focus, what's the blessing? Not going like, oh, poor me. No, what's the blessing? There is always a blessing in the, in the dark. There's a blessing. It's been a beautiful 45 minutes, hour, <laughs> getting to know you, Barbara. Thank you so Thank much you. for Thank bringing you. all of yourself here today and sharing it with us. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Wow. Thank you to both of you. It was um, a joy to be here. Yeah, thank you. I just want to echo that. It was a really powerful story, uh, beset with obviously struggles and obstacles to overcome. But the thing that was most powerful about it for me was the simplicity of the the next step, the answer, the solution. The, and you kept going back to mm -hmm. bliss, to love, to kindness, to all of these things. And <clears throat> All of that is innate to each and every one of us. It's not something that we need to Absolutely. go to university and study for three Absolutely. years, get certificates in and all kind of badges Absolutely. and stuff. You know? It's something that's available to everyone and to all those people who told you you were too kind when you were, when you were a child. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no such thing as being too kind. Yep. There's no such thing as being too, too full of love and, and to offering blessings. So, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing your story. And I know that it will be... Um, really well received by our, our listeners thank you thanks for listening to this episode of tnt please share subscribe rate and review and when you're ready for your personal evolution check out reese at trueselfcoaching.com and for your emotional intelligence revolution check out Teresa at iqeqtq.com